0: First news with Keeler in the morning on WIBX and WIBX950.com. Senator Joseph Griffo is now officially more powerful than Andrew Cuomo. Uh, <laughs> and is on the, Even though he's in the minority, uh, he's on the line right now. Senator Joe Griffo, good morning.
1: Uh, that's one Kyle that probably won't be going down to Kyle, Texas, right?
0: You're right. That's exactly right. But um, uh, Good morning, Joseph. What do you think good here?
1: What do you think? I, uh, I, I heard the rant before. I just caught, as you uh, put me on the air, was that Angelo? Or I, I couldn't tell who that was ranting.
0: Uh, yeah, that was not Angelo. The rant okay. was... I think the rant, was it about the vaccine? I think it Senator, is. was it about the they, vaccine? They, they,
1: it may have been, yes. yeah. Okay, yeah, it, that know, was like Angelo. So uh, it was he Tom might have Hanks' to son's resignation.
0: Yeah, and you will resign. Angelo will be done today. Yes, yeah. Effective yep. today, not right. fourteen days. It was actually Tom Hanks' son, who was apparently an anti-vaxxer.
1: Joe, what do you uh, what,
0: what do you think about the governor's announcement yesterday?
1: Well, we talked about this, you know, last week, and, yep. and knew that really he was in a. Uh, in a a tenuous situation because he would not want to face impeachment. And and he's always professed that he would do what's best for the people of New York. So obviously it was a decision that we talked about and we felt would have to be made in order for this distraction to discontinue. And to deal with the major problems, whether it's the pandemic, the economic recovery, the crime rates. So so that was something uh, that we saw. I mean, but, you know, with his. Not in his DNA, so it was kind of an interesting day yesterday. And I think he was using time as his ally, uh, thinking that there were opportunities and and chances uh, to obviously try to refute or give different perspectives, which he's going to continue to do. But look, this is a a really disturbing chapter. It's uh, just very disappointing in so many ways. Uh, And there has to be an element of accountability here, ultimately, too, because many of these ladies who came forward. Uh, not only want to tell their story, but believe that there should be a consequence for uh, inappropriate action, yeah. particularly when you are the voice. That That's the other thing here that, that people forget, that he presented himself as a force and a voice uh, to protect people against sexual harassment and things of this nature. So So I think that was another part of the equation here when you saw the discussions in the assembly begin the investigations, and this is only one area, right? The sexual harassment, you still have the nursing home, uh, misrepresentation of facts. You have the book deal. Uh, So there's a lot of things that still uh, controversies are swirling around the governor.
0: Well, the next book should be why I shouldn't have written a book. Um, (laughs) Because think about that book sitting on the shelf right now. Um,
1: Yeah. It's it's kind of embarrassing. um, Absolutely. And it's like I said, it's a disgraceful chapter, yeah. And unfortunate for our state, particularly as, as he began uh, his career, and I, I know you were alluding to. I did hear a part. The last uh, time an impeachment took place was in 1913. I don't know which station you were on then, Bill, but uh, <laughs> but, but it was Governor Salter at that time yes. that was removed, and it was a Tammany Hall kind of thing yep. uh, that yep. was going on at that period of time. But. Uh, it, uh you know, actually we see a, a, another disturbing pattern here because, unfortunately, uh, this is the second time that I will be facing this situation that I've been in office dealing with the succession of a lieutenant governor to the office of governor. Yeah, think about uh, that. And, yeah. and so that, that's another issue that, you know, people need to be aware of. But we've got to stop this type of behavior uh, and actions by the chief executive of mm-hmm. the state of New York.
0: You know, um, Joe, uh, can he be impeached and be out of office
1: well that's still a possibility i don't know how the assembly is going to proceed now yeah. uh, but as i said they can bring impeachment on a number of a uh, number of uh, cases or issues uh and uh it's a pretty general requirement for process in the constitution for the assembly where this originates so whether they want to continue to investigate uh, as I said, there are a number of other issues. We know there's an ongoing federal investigation. A component of that still exists, as well as the book deal. Uh, there was some discussion about the bridge and the Hudson Valley that's happened Z. So there are a lot of things. Now, what the Assembly will choose to do uh, is within their purview right now. But we do believe there should be some accountability for these actions. And, yes, he has to have his day so that he can present his case. Uh, and that opportunity would have been given to him. Uh, as was indicated in the assembly, to provide your documentation, yours to refute uh, any of this. But yeah. I just think it's, it's just so unfortunate when you have 11 people coming forward, and um, particularly as I said, when he was the voice to prevent this type of behavior and was the architect of policies that were put in place, and to say now that you're in, you were ignorant of that. Or yeah, yeah. In, in any way indifferent, it's just—it's
0: uh, hard to—it's uh, you know, ignorance uh, for any any American, any New Yorker, ignorance of the law is no excuse, right? We're always told that, um, but it makes the ignorance even more egregious when you're the one who basically implemented the policy. I mean, how does he not understand the policy he pushed for? Two years ago.
1: Bill, you're being political. I
0: guess. <laughs> no, yeah, well,
1: I mean, that's an accurate representation of the facts, and and that's one of the things that really was perplexing here, uh, and and it was actually just uh, ridiculous to say yeah. that, you know, something that you had advocated for were involved, instrumental, in putting together, taking credit for, and then now you just didn't understand it. Yeah. I mean, it doesn't make any sense.
0: I almost feel like uh, we talked a little bit about, uh, about the entitlement, John Zogby touched on this uh, yesterday, and it does feel as if you know, there were things even during the pandemic um, where the governor was caught without a mask right? right, and and yet everybody else has to have a mask, and he'd make these excuses saying, well, I'm not wearing a mask because uh, no one else is in the room, or whatever but, but I remember it not following the same policy the rest of us were having to follow, whether we were in a store or in public somewhere. I, I, I feel like that was just a touch of the the belief that these are rules for everybody else, but I'm me, I'm the governor. influenza. And, and it's like a little influenza thing yeah. going on there.
1: Yeah, that, that was a problem, as you saw, throughout the entire pandemic, and that's why we were very critical of... Uh, the lack of involvement between the co-equal branches of government, because not only was he setting rules and then you saw him following, doing different things. I remember when telling people to keep a social distance and then hugging the mayor of Savannah and, yeah, uh, yeah. you know, it's it just it, it just being close to people when you were supposed to be separated at the time, but also some of the directives that came out that just didn't make sense, you know, like that you could, that, that was the questions we made, not that we shouldn't undertake safe pra- practices, uh, during a pandemic, but it was, for instance, uh, you know, if you went to a restaurant, you could be there, but if you were standing, sitting, you're okay, right. but standing, you're not. Yeah. Those yeah. were the questions that we said, let's base this on the real science, the medical science, not political science. And, and a lot of these contributed to, I think, uh, the lack of friends and allies that he had because yeah. uh, he yeah. was uh, and politics is tough, right? The sharp, sharp elbows. But unfortunately in his case, uh, they really were intimidating and vindictive in so many ways, and that is not a way to conduct the government. And that's uh, evolved as he continued his terms in office.
0: If you look at the psychology of it all, um, it's kind of interesting. And, again, I have no idea. I've never, I mean, I've been in press conference situations with him, um, but I, you've been in some personal uh, meetings and, and personal events, like the, uh, was it you go up uh, whitewater rafting or fishing? Wasn't it fishing? He'd, sure. he'd get a group of you all together, and and you'd go up into the Adirondacks because he's such a big fisherman and such a big motorcycle driver. Um, but he always had this way of kind of making fun of people, and that was always the the joke. But he kids; it's just kidding. And it and it's almost there's a vindictiveness behind that. It seems, uh, but and also a power. There's a, it's like a power trip. Can you describe a little bit because you've been in personal settings with him.
1: Yeah, I don't mean I never found the governor to be a real social guy, right. somebody that you would hang around with, uh, compared to other governors that I have met. Like, Governor Patterson was very sociable, uh, yeah. and and Governor Pataki was too. Uh, he was this governor, I think, uh, sometimes I thought was a little socially awkward actually, mm-hmm. uh, in his interactions. And, uh, so, so some of these policies were initially good policies like calling attention to tourism in New York and trying to encourage people to visit the Catskills and the Adirondacks. And that's what we would do. You'd have those, uh, those um, various programs that were put in place that did a variety of things. Actually it showcased various elements, recreational elements and opportunities within uh, those regions. Uh, but uh, so while there was a good uh, program, like I said, the social interaction was always somewhat awkward and yeah, you're right. Yeah. I think uh, the point you just made bill about him being, uh, poking fun at people or now, obviously, uh, the way he interacted with people could make people uncomfortable. And when you're in that type of a position, you need to be sensitive and aware of how you're uh, undertaking your uh, your responsibilities and your behavior accordingly.